The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Welcome to Feast for Bros. Today we're going to be talking about the fifth episode of season eight, which is called The Bells. Um, again, we have another hour and a half long episode, roughly. Um, so still, you know, kind of in these feature length uh, episode mode. And uh, Miguel Sapochnik uh, again directed this one. So he also directed, um, uh, you know, Battle of the Bastards, really all the really large fight scenes. Um, so I'm really kind of curious to get folks' thoughts on kind of the choreography and how this fight scene compares to other ones that he's directed um and particularly uh you know the one that's gotten so much criticism this episode which was um you know the night the night battle um the long night is the name of it so anyway um i am joined by a lovely group of of cast members uh we've got (laughs) we've got jack on how are you jack hi i'm good i'm good i uh I, I'm probably in the minority that doesn't hate this episode as much Ooh. as the previous two episodes, but uh, hey, I definitely they booed. Yeah, I definitely. Oh well, okay. I get booed. I got you know that's that's how I, I, I like it. If your hate feeds me, that's like I had like I like to start the night with that. I like oh, to start God. with a down crowd, and we're gonna get them up are, and going. I, I, I like, I'm, I'm with you, Jack. Jack. I'm with you. Um, anyway, okay. we've also oh, yeah. we've also got Ben. Hi, I guess I'm more on the genocide, but I don't think anyone would be as much on the genocide as nope. we'll find out. <laughs> no, no. Hey! And, we, and genocide kind of sounds like genocide, so uh, that's what this episode had a lot of. That's fair. That's fair. Had a lot of. You, you, you're not allowed to own your own sports team, Jenna. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, we've, we've also got uh, we've got Jenna on the cast oh, no. who I uh, I got to watch this episode with, and just her her just complete frustration and like hatred <laughs> of this episode. I tried to keep my commentary to a minimum. I was trying. <laughs> I'm actually excited. I'm gonna go up there next week, and I'm gonna get to hear both of you like watch a Game of Thrones episode in real time. So this will be like a shitload of fun for me because yeah. like I've only been stuck with Katie's commentary, and Katie Katie's not here for any of this. Except I feel like we need to warn him. Sean that he's going to be obliterated by that point so he uh, might not remember oh, our perfect, commentary perfect. <laughs> it'll be great so, I mean that's what 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 critical things can be said go ahead please I know, we, we, we finally got we got Trevor hey Trevor hey everybody I'm Trevor Flynn and I am also all about genocide <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah of course he is I mean this man doesn't like detective Pikachu why wouldn't he be oh. about genocide oh. <laughs> I was waiting I was waiting to see how long we could go through this before you would bring that up. What's <laughs> so exciting is Detective so Pikachu's this legendarily intense Detective Pikachu episode. <laughs> <laughs> we had we went like deep into like noir. Go check it out. It's in the Movie Gang podcast feed. We like went super deep into like noir films and our theos on noir films. And we did not Blade Runner came up a couple of times. So <laughs> okay, well we're we're here to talk about Game of Thrones today. So. Um, I think this is still the it is it is one of the lowest rated episodes uh, that I've seen on on IMDb. It's it's uh, last I looked it was like a six point something or other. So it's um, peop- the fans are, are not hey. yeah six point nine. So not as low as the last of the Starks, but still still pretty low. Um, so people are not a fan of of the season generally so far. 
Um, and I'll say so, uh, it's sucks. been interesting to see like even the good episodes of season eight kind of drop. Yeah. Or like whether you think they're good or not. Like the long night started at like a nine and now it's an eight point one. It's like it's interesting. I feel like the residual frustration yeah. is starting to catch up. It's kind. It's kind of and well. It all. It's also like when we when there's multiple bad episodes in a row. I think that like it increases the level to which the scores drop on Rotten Tomatoes overall right. as the yeah. critical consensus. Well, I also that's just the critical as the critical consensus comes in, more people are then willing to stick their feet in the pot and say this is bad. And yeah, yeah I would like. So. Well, maybe this will happen, and then if it doesn't uh, happen, it, then they I are wouldn't like, call this a, a a bad episode per se. I, it's. It's, oh. it, it's disappointing in that they didn't, you know, develop yeah. out the story more. But in terms of just watching it and how they filmed the fight scene, it was like really fucking entertaining from, from I don't beginning know what I already say I have about, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I guess I'm in between. I'm more, I'm a little bit above Trevor then. And that, that I'll say this much just to say my take and we'll get into why I feel this way. I think this episode is a failure. It's, it's bad. Uh, it's not a failure in terms of direction. It's much, 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 much better directed than uh, The Long Night. Yeah. Um, and I still have some problems with direction, which we'll get into. But, like, it, my, my problem You is can just, see like, it. <laughs> I don't think that it's incorrect what happened. I think it's incorrect how it happened. So that's, yeah. I guess, where I'm yep, coming yep, 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 yeah, Jenna, Jenna, we'll I love see. you. I love you. We no, are gonna no. this you are gonna be the disagreeer on this one, and yes. I love you so much. Um, okay. Can, do we have to go in sequential order? Can I just like throw can, one out there? Can I just can, can I just like, rip check a new one now or no, later? The, the white horse appearing? How is a white horse appearing in this stupid, like horny twist? What? A good thing that happened. What? That is like I'm gonna go away from the Danny route because you're all expecting it. Oh Jenna, the don't white start horse with don't start with the, don't start with the white horse. horse. That's why the few things I liked, and I'm on your oh, side. No. Yeah, it's the pale, the pale writer. Oh my god, that was. Yeah. I, I love you, Trevor, but that was so corny. We have to stand together, corny. damn it. Okay, okay. I get so it. We'll go to Jamie versus Euron. Should kidding. that have ever happened? No, Jamie no, no. Euron, no. it's like cringe. I want to just cry. All right, all right. Maybe so, let me well, suggest that Sean take control very, and let's go down. Yeah, I have a very prequels movie. What order you want to do? Opinion of this? Come on, Sean. You pick. You pick. List up the things and let's go down the list because we'll, we'll, well, they'll, they'll, the conversation will flow naturally. From can, this. can we start with basic physics and somehow Varys puts a burning piece of paper in a closed container? Basic <laughs> okay. physics. We can start there, Sean. Well, that, that is actually oh, how that, that is how the episode starts. So let, let's let's talk I know, about. I'm helping you. Let, let's talk <laughs> about Dragonstone. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I actually I thought this was. Fairly well done in terms of you. You could tell that Tyrion, <laughs> Tyrion was just. It was a difficult decision for him to do, right? In terms Dude, of turning I, Varys into to, to Daenerys. This is fine. Here's what's scary about this moment for me. That's that foretells the rest of this episode. <laughs> you. It's weird. It's a really well directed scene that calls kind of all those things of like Nazis coming for people that I got. I got this like, and it's weird to treat Grey Worm as like a jackbooted Nazi thug. And that's just like the scene is yep. setting the stage for that. And that's just such a that's and I, that's the thing too. This is the first time that heel turn happens. And that's like, that's, and I'm just like, I'm just like, whoa, fuck my, me. My consistent problem with this episode is it feels like each episode was written in a hermetic vacuum. And each writer wrote their own episode, <laughs> right. and they were so afraid of spoilers that no one 
knew what the other one was working on, like an Enigma code. Because, <laughs> right. yes, so, uh, it, it, it will start with... Uh, died last episode. That means Grey Worm is, the, is, is just evil is, now, right? Is, yeah. Gestapo, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, is Vlad the Impaler. I don't think he's evil per se. I think he's just he's he really is. He has a pretty evil thing. moment. He's right there with her, dude. I'm, well, I, I mean, it doesn't matter if he's evil or not. It matters how they shoot him, and they shoot him like he's a fucking Nazi. Like that—that's that's there. But the, the the cinematography language is there, guys. Like it's just it's just like he comes to the room and he's just like, oh, I'm prepared to be taken away by the Nazis, and I'm like, what are, you, what are we talking about? What's happening? Off the ring. I, I, it's just I, it's part of the pacing problem again. Like again, I think it's very likely that Varys in the books betrays Danny and goes for John, but like over right. long right. stretches. Yes. And then yes. one little mistake he makes gets him caught. But they gotta get going. You know, and so like he just straight up goes to John and he's like, You wanna murder your favorite person? Right, right. And right. then he's like, Look. No. And he's like, shit. That was bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See that that I'll, I'll, I'll give you that because they they build up Varys as like this this master planner, the schemer who's one of like the best players in the Game of Thrones, and for him to just kind of be so ham handed about how this all goes down and how he gets caught immediately, and he's telling everyone about his his plan, which he's never done before. Like it just it, it didn't make sense. He it, it just seemed like he was acting out of character here. He would have been much more careful. Uh, based on how Varys is written in the books and how he was even I, portrayed I, in the other episode, you know, the prior seasons. Can I, oh, yeah, he's one of my favorite characters. I was so can really I bummed. Tell, like, th- I have this is like a good start, if you don't mind me stealing the show for just like two seconds here. My big theory that's going to come across, I think, for the rest of the show, and I'm going to have to harp on, is consistently the difference between how the books are written and how these shows are going in the direction or how they've been taught, I essentially, by stuff like Rotten Tomatoes about what their most popular episodes are. And one of the things I think that it's very clear is that the books are about the Game of Thrones. The books are about people with power and how they play power and how it goes about this. And it's very clear to me that GRRM is going to have Danny assume the throne and then have the ending couple books be about like a game of power and thrones and everything and about whether she does the right thing or not. That's different from what the show is doing with the show is just depicting all the battles and everything, whereas it's like, I'm sure like, you know, a lot of the battles in Game of Thrones and the books are done like, you know, The Hobbit and that Bilbo Baggins gets a rock to the head and you don't fucking see the thing. So like, that's kind of the problem. Like, I'm not I'm sure that, you know, Danny probably will burn down a little bit of a city. It's not un it's not unknown to her character. It's just the difference here is that like everything is shot. Well, I dis- I mean, I disagree. I think, I think, I don't necessarily know that burning down can like, like. Okay, like, are we getting there, or are we doing anything else first? Yeah, I was well, about to say. I'm, well, I'm about to. I'm about to push back for I'm going to say it again. Go ahead. I, I do have. I will say so. Beyond my exuberance, I actually did really like the scene where this sounds horrible. Sorry, I like the scene where Varys is like. <laughs> You know, at the end, because I think Drogon appearing from behind him is just stunning. Like it was a beautiful image, and it's just like, yeah, I I have really high praise for that part of it, honestly. And a lot of people point out like the difference between you know the the Ned Stark way of you wield you you know Ned Stark's whole thing is I'm you have to be the executioner. Don't get your lackeys to do it because you know you're the you're the one who's taking someone's life you have to feel that and like the difference between her where she gets to just say a word and watch her magic lizard beast burn a guy alive <laughs> right it's like, right you know it, it's a it's a it's a good like sort of visual 
peril. Right. It's not. Yeah, it's and not it's as also personal. it's also in nature of like my champion is fire from the mad. It's it's a callback to the mad king. They're doing yeah. all, they do a shitload of actually good thematic callbacks to the mad king through this episode, even though they're sort of painful on the broad story sense like the callbacks are good because you know let's be honest there's a master storyteller laying the groundwork for him the callbacks do work at times even if david and if D D don't necessarily pull them off so like the the material i think that's the thing i think this is the thing right here the material is here to make a fan fucking tastic story it's just not on screen yeah. yeah and i think um to that point i would say like, I think the show began like that, like all of the maneuverings and about power. And it's just kind of devolved because it's like, OK, we have to get this done, right. have to wrap it up. And it just kind of fell through. The other part I actually really did like that was near the beginning is when um you hear all of like, I mean, it's kind of like you're almost inside Danny's head and you can hear the different voices speaking to her about like the Mad King and Jorah and you, you have this like beautiful melody of people from her past talking to her about, you know, what is power and what does it mean? And I thought that I really liked that. It was only like 10 seconds, but it, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I it's liked it thing. too. And it was bummer that it was like in the, cause wasn't that in the previously on section? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. was it? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I felt like they did that because the editors are like, oh, it doesn't really make sense why she goes crazy. That's <laughs> 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 it's like, like they're they like, and well, maybe end. we can help the Rotten Tomatoes score if we put it in. Okay, well, what, what I, I liked that part. <laughs> yeah, what, what I will say is that um, uh, Peter Dinklage just, like, did such a fucking good job in terms of acting this it's episode. Like, that was, like, yep. I think one of the one of the bright spots, just, like, that moment where he, you know, kind of tugs on Varys before Varys gets killed in the interaction where they have it, where Varys is like, well, I hope I'm wrong about <laughs> what Danny's going to become. Um, and then just well, seeing... <laughs> just, sorry, go ahead. No, and, and just seeing, like... You can, you know, as he's in the the field watching all of this go down at the end, you can just see that he's like genuinely just destroyed. Um, so, I think that was a really powerful part of, of that particular scene. Um, so, props to props to Peter Dinklage, yeah. just, just yeah. crushing it. Well, it's also it's also Peter Dinklage's failure because King's Landing essentially all died because he didn't trust his friend. So, you know, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and his brother died and it, it could be called yeah. Game of Thrones or the failures of Tyrion. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the part that's been such a bummer. It's like the last two seasons have been like a mix of is it Euron the best? And Man, Tyrion's dumb, and I'm like, I hate both these opinions. <laughs> I disagree. Right, like, like, like in terms of guys that get shit done, like Tyrion was not like the worst. Like he, like that was always the best part about dragon. Tyrion is you know he was he was he had disability and <laughs> yeah. he had to fucking deal with it with right. the, his brain. It's well, like the, it's a little bit comic booky, but it works. The, this is the and this is compression of story. It's because in the previous sessions, like he's had shit to do. Like you know, we send Sir Janice Slynn to the wall. Like he had small obstacles to show his brilliance. Versus now, it's just so compressed down to just bare bones story. There's nothing to show him like maneuvering Danny around or doing these things. Like there could be small victories in there to make him seem like this, but it's just it's just really the whole season is just tanking off like him from previous seasons, just coming in to do like basic character lines. There's just not there's it's just too fucking compressed like there's yeah there's just, no time you know, for strategy in the battles either because that's another thing that he has to contribute besides political maneuvering is he figured out how to defend 
King's Landing from the in the Battle of Blackwater, and yeah, that's why I like no Blackwater thing. a lot. It's it it was Tyrion winning through ingenuity, and but and then like yeah. dealing with that consequence, like there's actual like PTSD, like I burned a bunch of people alive. I don't know how I feel oh, about yeah. this. And right, like, no, his face got fucked up, and like the the visual imagery of him being scarred, literally, like emotionally and and and, and literally yeah. from it was, yeah. I think. That's what yeah, what, what are my favorite we've had uh, two battles in two episodes that feel like they? I mean, I think the consequences of this battle will be forever because holy shit! But like, but I, it's only know, it's technically one, one episode. You know? Yeah, right. It's it's literally like one episode. Like the build up for Battle of the Bastards has more build up than the fucking destruction of King's Landing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's well, just that's just the thing that just comes out of it. Just, just comes out of goddamn nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I again, I, to, to your point about how Tyrion's written, and even how, again, he was portrayed in prior seasons, one of my favorite things about Tyrion is is a, when he was younger, his uh, father, Tywin, appointed him as, like, master of the sewers for um, oh, for the, uh, the the Lannisters' city. And, uh, and then he, you know, later uses that knowledge to, like, infiltrate it um, and take it for Danny, and he, you really get a sense of just, like, how, how good of a, a tactician Tyrion is. And here, it's, it, yeah, I agree with you that it's just, they've, they've compressed it so much that you don't really, they've kind right. of just made him almost a ridiculous character, right, where he thinks that Cersei's going to come help, um, you know, to defeat the, the White Walkers, and it's just, he's making all of these decisions that when viewed in isolation just don't it, it doesn't comport with how they portrayed his character in the past yeah well it's also it's also just you know he's audience proxy now which is the bigger issue mm. um okay so one 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 other piece that i want to talk about in this first scene is is actually the, the piece that i liked the least um which is the oh, scene Jesus. between john and danny <laughs> where where she's like, do I do I rule by fear? Do I rule by love? And then she kind of goes in for the kiss, and and he you know rebuffs her advance, oh, and that's and, and you can tell that that's like the moment, or the the, the writers try to make that the moment where she's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go destroy King's Landing, yeah. and I'm like, the what power the of Jon Snow's tiny cock. Like that's, that's, that's what that's what did her in. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, according really, to Tormund, at least it, it, this show. Someone pointed out that this show, and like, whether you agree with it or not, it's just, I'm just saying, the show hasn't had a female writer on staff since season three. And yeah, and that's a huge problem. You can tell in a scene like this, you know? Yeah. You can just kind of tell when you're like, you realize if she then murders everyone the same episode, people are going to think, wow, she didn't get the dick, so she burned everybody. What a bitch. You know, it's like, ugh, don't do that. Please. Sorry, Jen. I interrupted. I want to hear your your, no, your take. No, no, that's this. like like I that's that's what the problem with this whole season has been. And season like there's been issues with so many of them, but having like such a you know no female writers and things like that is just fucking everything up. Like, ugh, I, it was just corny. It's like they're trying to set everything up to be corny. Like, <laughs> oh, Danny doesn't get the D, so she's gonna go crazy. So like, I, yeah, I, I have to tell you. I have to tell you my favorite thing. I just, I, who who here remembers like our like find me and Andrew's like final projects in college? Like, <laughs> I'll remember writing that script and like Katie taking a look at it and just hearing her sucker teeth go, "Ooh, honey!" <laughs> <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, "That's why I run relationships." 
relationships and stuff and female characters by Katie because it always helps me. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel good about myself as a writer, but it always helps me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just, I mean, this was just a terrible, it was a terrible decision. Um, and it just didn't make any logical sense in terms of just how... Like the whole episode. Yeah, well... Like, just because he's not in the mood because he saw a man burn to death doesn't mean the relationship's <laughs> over, you know? Yes, like, it's yes. just... <laughs> look, well, look I mean, she, again, she forgot that Jorah's the one who got hard when she murdered people, and John isn't <laughs> into that. It's not his particular yeah, kink. It's not, Don't yeah, exactly. Him. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, he wants to be tied up and spanked. Exactly. Like that, Different things. That's, that's kind of hot, actually. That's I would. I would. I totally imagine that porn exists. I'm just saying. Oh God! <laughs> you get it. The slash fiction of those is out oh, of troll. Oh. Out of yeah. control. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I think we, we we got as much as we were going to get out of that particular scene. <laughs> so, um, another kind you, of Sean. just another Your good. Uh, <laughs> no one works harder on a podcast. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for this last season. Jesus Christ. Um, so, Tyrion's plan uh, to kind of get. Well, there's two facets of it, I suppose. The first is to try to get uh, Jamie and Cersei out of King's Landing alive, um, which I suspect is what he's trying to get Davos to do. So you'll remember mm-hmm. that Tyrion goes and, and talks to Davos and says, I need a smuggler. But, you know, they cut out the, the rest of the scene, so you don't really know what they talk about. My suspicion is that they were trying to talk about how you would get Jamie and Cersei out um, of, of King's Landing. So that's piece one. And there's that really great scene with Tyrion and Jamie, which actually turns out is their their final scene together, which is sad, but also fitting. Um, and then the other piece of his plan is to, is to ring the bells is, is, you know, that that would signal that, that King's Landing has surrendered. And it, it seems that Danny is like kind of going along with this um, tacitly. Um, but at the same time, she's just really pissed at Tyrion this entire episode for, I, I just I don't understand why fully. Um, so I just wanted to, to talk about that. So Danny's relationship with Tyrion, what's going on there, and then and then that scene with Tyrion and Jamie. What don't you understand? Like she, he's given her such shit advice throughout the last couple of seasons that it's like she's fed up with it. No, it, I mean no. So this is where I'm gonna draw that line because I'm gonna say that he's not given her shit advice. It's GRM's writing style that being evil is good. That's that's the whole that's the whole Game of Thrones point is that being evil gets you ahead. And that's and uh, or not being evil, but losing your honor. And the thing is that Tyrion has a certain actual amount of honor after killing his father, which is a heel turn for him. So he has lost a little bit of his like edge overall even though he still has done like so I, I don't necessarily know that he's done bad advice i also think he did a good job in marine even though the show makes it him look like an imbecile yeah i mean what specifically what what specifically are you pointing to jen in terms of bad advice that he's given to trust cersei um like the strategic advice was clearly lacking because they have no battle strategy whatever whatsoever so besides not having a female screenwriter they need a like someone who has military experience because yes. they can't plan battle, battles for shit like geez. yeah <laughs> I, mean, I, I agree about that yeah i agree with you on the cersei point but i also i just don't i still think that that was really poorly written because it was out of character for Tyrion to give that advice 
in the first place. So I'm just I'm just gonna pretend that that didn't happen. But yeah, I I, I, I agree with you that like if you like consider that, I, you know, I I could suppose I could see why she's like upset at him. But the whole thing that it's like it was kind of a Darth Vader moment where she's like, if you fail me again, I will fucking murder you. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, where did that come from? I just again, it was it, it, it does was, it does seem fair. weird for. Fair. It's there from the beginning where she's always like gonna kill specifically Tyrion, but like her killing people for failing her is a, is is a new thing. Like that's new. That's like yeah, she she never she's never like murdered a, like a unsullied for not fighting hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's never happened. So I agree with that. Like especially like think about Jorah. She she kept giving him chances, right? But at the same time, she didn't kill Tyrion, so she just threatened to, and she threatened Jorah the same thing. Like if I ever see you again. I don't remember her exact line, but she said, like, if he came back, she would kill him. But I don't think this is okay. that out of out of character. Like, she didn't kill him. He's okay, but dead. let's revisit the wrongs that Jorah did actually do to her. Jorah did some fucked up shit, guys. Like, Jorah sold information about her, lied to her continuously, did all sorts of fucked up shit. Like, he deserved that. That's the difference. Tyrion just gave... If Even if you suggest that his advice is genuinely bad... Like his advice isn't what she's threatening him over. It's the fact right. that he betrayed her confidence. Right. The, so he a, did. No. So I think it is on par. Like it is conspiracy. Oh, oh, you're saying that he betrayed the confidence about uh, and told Varys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but Jon Snow. Oh, uh, yeah. So it is, yeah, yeah. I get that. Treason. I get That's that. The justification I wish she, I wish she would rust. I wish she would just say that instead of she does. If you fail me again. No, so, I want it like earlier. But yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> well. What about the? Um, I, I really do think that this Jamie Tyrion scene is like one of the highlights of, of this episode. Um, and again, I you know there are a lot of lowlights, so it was good to have like just a legitimately well acted scene. Um, but and you I, so, I, I, so can go ahead. Yeah. Ben. I, I, I know you're gonna get in. You're probably gonna get into the the prophecy. Elements. We're gonna say the same thing. Yep. Yeah, but I, I'll just say something else real quick because you're you're know more about that than I do. The other thing is just like again, it's just it's just it's just like the the hermetic sealed thing. It doesn't have any impact whatsoever that he slept with Brienne. He like says straight up like, "I don't care about the innocent." And like motherfucker, three seasons ago, you were like, "I couldn't handle all the innocents dying. That's why I broke my oath." And now you're like, "I don't give a shit if they all burn to death. I just want my lady." It's like yeah, it was it, garbage. It, it and, and it's like it, again, it's just like. Now this is the part where I do I do think it is totally different from the books in that I think they 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 love they love Cersei and Jamie a lot and they wanted to give them a more weirdly romantic death <laughs> and it's like remember when Cersei blew up everybody <laughs> like I don't know like yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter not, to me it's it's like yeah. you can do whatever you want but like yeah I I, I agree with you to, to me the part of it was just like again it's just it, it just all feels like this epi- the writer of this episode did not talk to anybody else who wrote the other episodes like it just it just kind of is its own weird thing and when i think about it i'm like this doesn't feel like Jamie Lancer to me yeah i mean i feel like the whole Jamie Brienne thing was was complete fan service and they shouldn't have done it um you know well that's if, clear now <laughs> yeah like there is <laughs> so, there's just no reason <laughs> there's no reason for that I, like if they wanted gonna, to, if they wanted to give Jamie and Cersei this ending there is no point to have literally the Jamie Brienne thing, which happened like the prior episode. It's ridiculous. It just yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Sean goes so, up in volume and, and registers, you know. I, I'm gonna shock you guys here a little bit. This is my, and I'm gonna, I'll explain. This is my least favorite scene in this episode. 
uh, for one very, very specific reason. Uh, Tyrion essentially says, you know, just comes out and says, oh, Jamie, you were the only one that ever loved me. I wouldn't have lived without you. And I just, I call back to the Beatles bugs scene during Tyrion's trial. Right. When he's crushing him. Exactly. Where he, he has this long, intense metaphor, which was literally the best acting Peter Dinklage has ever done on the show. And it's also just like it is a long, drawn out metaphor about his family and why the evil that they did it and why they just couldn't just love him because it was just a beetle. And he's the beetle that they had to crush. And it's and it's all this. It's this really great way. And he it's it's the same. It's the same pair. And it's saying the exact same thing in a powerful, emotional, unbelievable way. And then we're praising them for doing the same essential scene from a different perspective. But then the words are just said directly. And that's 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 my point. Like it's speaking like, the subtext. I agree with you. I I, I, I found yeah. it kind of cringy. Yeah, I, it's I didn't not think about it, it like that way. Like I didn't remember the Beatles scene and 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 think about. But part of me it. was always like, remember when Jamie like got him married to a whore as a joke? Like it's not, right? Like, yeah. Him. Well, I don't know how much contr- how much power control he can to control. I don't know. I I I'm I'm a Jamie. I, I'll I'll always be a Jamie apologist. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with with Jack I, on that. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I just I just think my point is is like for and I know that's that's not the worst scene in this episode, but like it's the scene that made me like aware of the drop in quality of the writing. Scenes like that really? exist in Game of Thrones. No, it was it was, it was definitely the uh, the the Danny John scene that was just like wow, that was just fucking. Oh no no that's that's like that's like pure bad. This, this, this is was fine. Like, this was, but this is yeah. this is just a, this is just the same scene from a previous season. It's very easy to compare the two and be like, "Holy shit." Oh, like I go see watch what you're it. Saying. I swear to god. Yeah. I swear to god. Go watch this scene and then go watch the Beatles scene. And I know that the Beatles scene is like when they were going for their fucking Emmy or whatever, but like holy shit. It's 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 haunting and it's literally it's it's literally almost <laughs> exactly the same subtext being said. Uh, and it's just it's just really painful. It's just really painful that, you know, we we we're not it's the whole thing. It's like we're shitting this out, guys. It's like it's like we took it's like we took a couple tums and some Pepto Bismol. We're trying to get it the fuck out of our asshole. Like, it's, like, like, like we're not we're not taking any time to like have a I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I mean, I think GRM said that. You know, if they wanted to make this like the books, that they would need another five seasons. And if you take that and contrast it with the fact that the the showrunners turned down ten episodes <laughs> to, to just like cram this into six, it just it seems like they've uh, they've gone off the rails in terms of where GRM is and where where this show is now at. Well, the most important thing in this episode is that we have fucking Clegane Bowl. Right, <laughs> which was fucking. Awesome. I mean, it was cool. I, I enjoyed it. But all right, no, let, let's. No, let's... <laughs> it's indicative of a bigger problem, which is the fan jerking off. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You're jumping yeah. ahead. Yeah. You're jumping ahead. All right, so, let's, sorry. Let's, please, let's, let's please go on. Um, I will shut the fuck up. I, I, sorry. I just, I made myself angry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I made myself angry. <laughs> I was just like, I, was just, I said all that shit about shit, and now I have to shit. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It'll be a real pleasure to meet like your parents, Jenna. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so we'll move to King's Landing, um, which is kind of where the bulk of this 
episode takes place. Um, so it was it was an interesting kind of way that they filmed it, right? So they 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 start the shot with um, the, the the Iron Fleet kind of getting their crossbows ready to go. And uh, Jana actually said it at the time where it's like, oh, you, you know that they're going to get fucking demolished because, like, they're showing <laughs> they're showing the Iron Fleet, like, preparing for battle. And, like, the gold company's all up front in front of the walls, which doesn't make tactical sense. Like, why would you get out in front of the walls? So, there were, you know, I had questions about that. And then, basically, what happens is Danny comes in with her dragon, which I thought was actually kind of well shot, where it looks like it's a bird at first, and then it comes down. But it literally just fucks everything up, and I think she basically single-handedly defeats, you know, (laughs) Cersei's army and, like... Five minutes, <laughs> basically. Again, uh, I didn't love the, uh, the 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 ring all killing scene. Which, like, okay, uh, another thing. Why Rhaegal's death wasn't saved for this episode and like a justification right. for it is right. really or, strange to me. Or another so rewrite I have, better. which we'll talk about later. Like the the Bedlistas are done so stupidly, where like they set them up and like they have a good reason why it might set her off, and they miss like every possible opportunity <laughs> where she just like shows up and murders them all immediately, and you're like, why was this a problem ever? Why did like again hermetically sealed? Like they killed a dragon yesterday, and then today. She's just like, yeah, they're not a big deal. I, I figured it out. Just weave. Just bob and weave, and it's fine. Also, why here's here's my the big rewrite that I always have is that why not have Danny honor dragons diving towards trying to save Missandei, putting herself in a bad position, and that's how Rhaegal gets killed, and then Missandei gets killed anyways. Right. That would have been so much more intriguing, and it wouldn't like the I don't know. I don't get me wrong, it was awesome to see Euron's freaking fleet demolished, but at the same time, it's like, it, it made no sense. Like, apparently, same, and there was even more clouds last night than last week. Last week, clear skies, calm seas, and, you know, Rigal just gets demolished. This week, it's like, actually, we can swoop in on them, and they can't turn fast, and all of their best, like, people are gone. I don't know, it was nuts. <laughs> like yeah. well and the other you know moving toward the battle scene the other thing that I'm just mystified by is how like you know four to five Dothraki who come back with Jorah all of a sudden turn into a horde again the unsullied yep. who are yep. outside of the breaches multiply like they're like little like I don't know some kind of bugs that can just regenerate themselves <laughs> seriously like all of a sudden because before it was and my, like, very snarky little comment last night was apparently Cersei was about to win, so they had to level it back in Danny's favor again. Because, you know, Danny's army got decimated by the Night King, and all of a sudden they have, like, ev- all of their best fighters are back. Don't know how. Yeah, and, and, and again, it makes the fucking episode three even more pointless. Where yes. it was like, yeah. and she won immediately. It was not a victory. It was the biggest victory I've ever seen. It was, it was Harlem Globetrotters level. It was shocking. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it was and, like a rerun like, of. Uh, why? 
I'm kind of yeah. right there with Cersei whenever she's like, oh, no, it's all right. We still have the gold. Oh, do I have the gold coming? Well, we still have the scorpions. Only needs one shot. And it's like, my lady, we don't have the scorpions. Well, and it's like, well, we still have the fleet. No, the fleet is burning. And it's, like, it's just, well, it's, like, it's, it's, just a, it's just a far tell because the universe is breaking down for story reasons. Now everybody teleports. Everything just happens for whatever is the most dramatic purpose. And that's 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 what's painful, right? Like that's what's I think painful. not but the most not dramatic, even, you mean like the most spectacular. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Well, Cuz this 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 fight scene for me it was like it was just a replay of the Battle of Slaver's Bay a few seasons ago. Like it was literally the exact right. same right. thing where she where the she just goes around destroys it's the ships and like, boring. Like, at least yeah. Yeah, they they do a smart thing later where they turn it into like a war crime that becomes more interesting, but like the the actual battle is just kind of boring. This <laughs> is just kind of do it. Yeah, yeah like but I, we'll I, get I, to there. But I, 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 I no, I mean I I, I agree with you, Ben. That's like, like the most frustrating thing about the whole thing was that it, it just made the, the battle with the Night King completely completely worthless. And I'm like, well, why why <laughs> <laughs> why why. <laughs> So, so okay. there is some level to which I enjoyed the spectacle of the dragon above the city whenever, especially she's burning the scorpions and everything. I mean, as much as it didn't make sense. Visuals, yeah. I yeah. mean, oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. yeah. And you can and see that, it. It's in the before the turn, I was like, <laughs> I was I was still like able to maybe shrug off the inconsistency a little bit before the turn because of the... And look, we look, finally I'm see a, King's Landing in all its splendor. The whole C8GI model, it's all there. You see where everything is. It's what I've been waiting for. It's so cool. And, and, they, and I saw it because they couldn't go back to that Italian city, so those fucking maniacs with all their money, they rebuilt it, basically, and just like <laughs> built giant sets that they like burned, and it's like some crazy Akira Kurosawa level of just like, we're going to set... 500 actors on fire, and I'm just like, yeah, do it. Like, I enjoyed it on that Why not? visceral, stupid level. It's like a very <laughs> canon movie. Like, ah, we're gonna blow everything up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what frustrates me about about the season is that um, it it is a lot of fun to watch because they just have so much fucking money, and like these fight scenes are are just on huge levels. So. You know, you finish watching the episode and you're like, okay, that was kind of fun to watch. But then when you like seriously think about the larger themes that are in play and and how the season relates to prior seasons and just like the the, the overall storytelling, it's just it, it just hurts on me. It's like, and why? What do you? I didn't enjoy watching the battle. Though. I wouldn't even. I mean, it's not a battle. It's a massacre. That's the problem. It's not interesting <laughs> to watch. I mean, guys, no offense. Like this is the same thing. Like I go back to season one and just watch like the fight with like eight guys with like. Ned Stark and like Jamie Lannister, it's infinitely yeah. more satisfying than right, some of these battles. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 it, yeah, yeah. I know it's I know it's like twelve guys and they're doing everything they can to make their budget look bigger than it is. Yeah. But like, it's it's just better <laughs> shot and it's it has more impact than like these eight hundred people plus battles. And that's that's what that's what this is happening. They've 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 decided that they're going to make a Lord of the Rings movie and they're just making these huge battle scenes and they've abandoned. The interplay, which is George R. R. Martin, really made a great book for TV because his book's all about the middle bits in between the battles. That's that's the whole point. And right. and now we're doing the opposite, which is we're just and, watching and the battles. It's a, good, it's a good example too of 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 too much money can be a problem sometimes because mm-hmm. like the Arya running around thing, it starts and I was like, oh, this is good because like I always been fascinated by like the just in terms of like. Outside of the plot, outside of my frustrations with how it happened and all that stuff, just like the visceral shooting and, and, and emotional core of just that section, 
I was the first like, oh, this is interesting. It's like they're kind of saving Private Ryan moment, but like we ne- we always hear about the raising of cities in medieval times, but actually kind of watch it viscerally is very interesting. Like if you listen to hardcore history, he like tells you how horribly bloody and awful it was, and just like see that visualized is very interesting. Fuck yeah, hardcore but, history call out. But it, it 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 has so much money, it becomes 2012. It becomes the Roland Emmerich movie at a certain point, where she's running away from buildings that are smashing and people are crashing and like explosions. It becomes a Michael Bay movie towards the end because it's just like it's too much. Like it's just it, it it's just too much money. And like a, a, a two three minute version of that scene is so much more effective than the 15 minute version. It's because exhausting. by the end you're exhausted. It's the it's the Michael Bay thing of you're like I've seen so many fucking Transformers run into so many fucking buildings. I want to go home. <laughs> like, you know? so like honestly, I I like Arya as a character, but by the end of that, I really didn't care if she survived or not. Like exhausting is a great way to put it, and I think. The other thing that I thought was kind of funny um, about the Arya scene, because I agreed, like, at the beginning, it was like, oh, like, this is cool. But when the show writers are talking after the episode about how they oh, want to focus on... Motherfuckers, that's the worst. Sorry, go no, ahead. They, yeah, they, no. That ending is just like, it makes you so mad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they just say all the shit they, that make they, it so much worse. They, they want, yeah, they made it worse. But, like, especially, I liked this part. They're like, you know, we wanted to focus on, essentially, like, you know, the, the normal people, the average people, because everyone's focused on the heroes. I'm like, just watch Aria for right. two minutes, run through falling buildings and dragon fire. One. Two, this whole show's been about the heroes. That little bastard is literally watching Jon Snow survive. Yeah. Right. And, and also, the, you're, Arya... You're, Murder death, like she's a hero. Like when she, right. she's the god. Like she can change her face. She's not normal. She's very not right. normal. Right. Yeah, it, it's it, it, it just the over. It was a little over the top to you. I don't think the you know they try to build up a relationship between Arya and the mother and the child. And it it's just it, okay. It, first it, off, it struck fuck me that as, mom, fuck that mother as, and that child. Stop trying to make me fucking care. Like you can tell yeah. that this was a reshot, and they shoved Arya into that position where, like the original episode, they were just gonna have this mother and child running around this building, a city. That's my theory. Is that and they're like, who the fuck once cares about this mother and child? And they have Arya there, and that's what that's what the change happened. Like, yeah, I, just, I do it, think that they they changed that. You, you could it was tell. Not subtle. No, it was just you could tell that it was just intentional, and it like it did it was not effective for me. It feels uh, as if you were. so manipulative, especially after the turn. Sean, do you want to? I think that's. I mean, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's sorry, what we're talking Trevor's about. Yeah. trying more than anyone else to help. Sorry, him. I'm trying. <laughs> no, yeah, I have a, a lot good, of feelings. I'm trying to marshal them. That's a good point. Um, so, so we have this five to ten minute sequence where it really feels very short. Where just the entire Lannister army is completely decimated, uh, with without like really any casualties on on Danny's side at all. After they had built it up to be this, uh, you know, kind of more competitive fight. And so anyway, they're completely destroyed. Uh, so Danny is on her dragon, kind of staring down King's Landing. Uh, the bells end up going off. Uh, I assume Jamie had something to do with that. The, the, they didn't make it terribly clear exactly how that, that happened. Um, anyway, signals that, that King's Landing is surrendered and... We get kind of one close up at at uh, at Amelia Clark's face, where she just looks like she's pissed up there, and she decides to go and just fucking murder everybody. And 
not not just I mean as as someone who would logically go and and destroy the Red Keep and just kill Cersei, she she literally just burns the entire city to the ground. Um, and There's we, no we shot don't... of her face after we get that face of her getting angry. Yeah, no, that's it. That's the last. Did you time. notice that? That was that's the that last was that, time we see her. Yeah, that's like, and I'm sure, and they showed and, the back of her, and I think they're gonna do something. Here's what they're gonna do. They're gonna do something like where they give her like fire makeup or something, where she's just got like these mad eyes or something next episode, and I'm just like. <laughs> I'm not excited for it. Is all I'm gonna say. Like I'm calling it oh, now. But, There's but gonna, no. it's gonna be. She's gonna have smoky eyes out the fucking oh. ass, and I'm just gonna be like, like, Fuck like you. a fucking Sith. It's prequels. I'm yeah, telling like you, it's Sith. fucking prequels. Shit. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you brought that up because I think Darth Vader's turn is better than this right. guy's. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Yeah, yeah, it is. Kind of it is so much better. Kind of it, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny to me that many of me have discussed this before. Like how the prequels have had a huge effect on movies in a dumb sort of way. Like why do people? <laughs> yeah. Why do people ape so much? material from the fucking prequels of all things <laughs> strange yeah strange. <laughs> so I, this just didn't it just didn't make any i mean it, it so it, jenna brought up the um listening to the writers justify their decisions which at this point i do because i'm i'm toxic um but <laughs> you, <laughs> you 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 watch it after this one and um db wheezes or wise um one of the d's is talking about that scene and he says something to the effect of um and you see her looking at the red keep where cersei is and uh, that symbol of her home that was taken from her and everything has been taken from her, so that's when she decides to make it personal. That's that's end quote. That's like his kind of explanation for it, which you know is totally batshit illogical to me. Um, just- well, I think I think they even said that like that what the turn was after. John had like rejected her earlier that episode. Oh yeah, they say that too. They like yeah. they explicitly say that, which is like, why would you? Oh. Yeah, just, first off, <laughs> first off, guys, right. what the fuck? Like, and I can and again, totally see burning the Red Keep, right? But like raising King's Landing accomplishes nothing, like right. narratively, emotionally for her. It's and look, not punishing Cersei. Cersei doesn't care. Here's yeah. the prequel thing, and then someone said, and I'm like, of course, I actually do think. That is what he. We can only assume what George R. R. Martin intended, and we can only assume what he actually intended because I would not be shocked if he rewrites a lot of his books if he ever writes them. Um, but Did you guys see that that rumor? Somebody was on stage and said, "Oh yeah, six and seven are written, and he's going to release them." I like, would not right be shocked. If I would not be shocked. I have been thinking about that a lot. Real quick after this, I've been thinking about that a lot, and that like he might have been quiet had to be quiet about it because like the shows moved on from out him and like he didn't make his deadline and then he was able to towards the end and they're like well, you gotta like not because like we're going in our own Dude. thing and like you'll fuck up our story and stuff and like it, it, I, I I would not be shocked but um, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a book from fucking George R.M. after this fucking <laughs> I need a book yeah, from yeah, user no doubt no doubt that I will read all of this shit just to um, just to fucking tell D&D to piss off like cause that's my fan theory is that D&D have fucked us and like if George R.R. Martin's final books are not that great I'm gonna be very upset and, and the thing <laughs> that sold me wrong. and the thing that told me that this is in a way what he intended I think what he intended was that she's going to burn King's Landing. And the one thing they sold me was the vision that Bran had of snow on the throne wasn't right. snow, it was ash. That makes mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of sense to me. And what uh, let, me just, I'll, let me just finish real quick, Jen. I just want to say this part. So, like, uh, I, I, I think, I do think it 
it's probably part of his original vision. But I think it was a thing of slow, methodical building to that. And I would not be shocked if it's at the end of a six-month siege of King's Landing and she loses it. Or, you know, some element of it that is built up better. It is the problem of, like, doing it entirely. And Amelia Clark, God bless her, she tries her hardest. Do you know what I mean? Like, she has an impossible task to sell i decided to do genocide and i do think visually i do like that you write you don't see her again like it, it, the dragon is very menacing i like how it's just like this it's like an airplane bomber you know like but again it's putting like kind of modern morality and things and like it, there there is an you know the, the 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 lannisters fucking raised king's landing like it's just it's a tradition you know like it's it's part of the thing and like i think it makes sense in a way as a conqueror and as a person who's done this before that she would do this here but like we're attached to king's landing and you know it's more like we were okay when she was over in the other lands conquering the cities we didn't care about but now she's here it's like you know i think i get what he was right. kind of going for there it's just a case of like again it's just like it just happens. It just so, happens. And then you just so watch I, it happen for 40 minutes. And you're like, why? I think, though, that he could still take it in a different way without Danny burning King's Landing. Because the thing is, is what, and I, I mean, I was, I was a little smug because I did call the wildfire making a reappearance. It did. You're right. It did, it, did at, have little pops. At, <laughs> at the same time, I think that that's how George R. R. Martin could write it is that, you know, rather than like she knows she's done for but she just blows up king landing and like the last f you danny and Um, i I think also too like is that that also like danny and that would danny tries to surge get surgical and doesn't realize that the whole city is literally a tinderbox literally a tinderbox waiting to blow like i mean there's a lot of different variations of this guys but i don't i think the core variation of danny as the mad woman is still there and to me i had one I don't think it's going to make the episode good. I'm not going to say this. And I don't even think it makes Danny better. I just think there's one tiny writing change I can make, which is that I think there should have been one ballista left that she didn't see. And she's there with Drogon. She hears the bells. And one asshole can't handle it. And maybe if you did a good job, he was maybe someone in like the the company with Jamie that got burned or... Maybe someone who got attacked by Danny earlier, some small soldier you didn't really recognize, but now is here. He can't handle it. He shoots at her. It grazes Grogon, but doesn't hurt him, really. But it's he's bleeding or whatever. And she just loses it. You know what I mean? Like, there needs to be something. If you're going to go, like, this quick, you at least, even if it's dumb, you kind of need it. You kind of just need to just do like that a trigger. screenwriting thing. Yeah. You need that do, trigger. Do, even do if a shot heard around the world. Yeah. You kind of need to do it. Because unless it's, like, a thing of, like, it's at the end of a six month siege or like, you know, you said like she, she burns, she tries to do a tactical strike and it fucks up and the city catches on fire or whatever, you know, like there is an element of it that makes better sense slower. But if you're going to do it right away and you're going to spend the whole episode focusing on her destruction, you just kind of need that trigger and just having, and it's not Amelia Clark's fault. I don't think Daniel Day Lewis can sell that. I don't think anybody can no, sell it. It's, I, I it's would impossible. being asked to do that as an actor. I, mean, I feel I'm so sure. bad for did, her. Did, like you have to be a CGI see... writing bull and be like, now decide to kill everyone. Like it's impossible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, oh, you've I mean, been this just... character for five, for like seven seasons. Now be the Mad King. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. In one episode, we're gonna deal with that. You know, yeah. like yeah. I mean, it would have made. I agree with the tactical strike rewrite. Um, I think it would have. I, I could. I could see her very easily just deciding to kill Cersei because, you know, it, she she killed 
she killed all the slavers, right? So there is precedent for her just like deciding to murder people. Um, or even and even that's a good one. Like burn kings, yeah. burn. Burn the tower. The, the tower yeah. falls on fire and burns up the city. Right. And then yeah. there's no city left. Right. Oh, it would have been like so much better. Um, yeah. It would have been so much better. She it's, goes it's in. It's personal, but her, her vengeance, like, made her lose sight of everything and, like, you know. And then she doubles down and tries to justify it. I just don't see a version where she raises the city for no, like, reason. Reason, yeah, yeah. Let's back off here a little bit no, because the there's only, definitely the way, a reason. No, I, just, and, and, I don't see it. I don't yeah, see please, it, please, please enlighten me as to what the reason is. That she just murdered. <laughs> the reason, all. the reason is, is that like I think I'm not just look. I'm not defending. I'm not defending this. I'm saying like let's not pretend that there aren't built-in reasons inside the story. I think I think what me and Ben are going to come back to saying, and don't let me drag you down with me, Ben. Um, no. But like, <laughs> like, but but uh, I think what I'm going to say is I think that I agree with Ben. Like the basic problem of this isn't a problem of storytelling or the story as is the problem is editing the problem is presentation it's not that we have stealth boats it's that she was supposed to fly at the stealth boats she sees the boats and then she gets in over her head and that's a story beat it's not that you know miss sanday was like you know it's not that she decided to burn the city it's that somebody shot an arrow at her she thinks she's about to lose her dragon and if she loses that last dragon she literally is screwed and she's just like okay fuck it and burns everything and says fuck you this is mine like that that's totally a beat that would have made that's would have i mean i actually don't know that it would have sold i think we'd still be having the same argument if that beat had happened ben with all honesty with everything no, else i agree and i'm saying it's not gonna fix it i'm just saying you, but but it would made it a lot better i would have probably I, been a, a, a i more think two episodes would it. make it better or like better beats like in at least one additional to what would make it better i i think i i still have trouble believing like after how many seasons of an identity being built up to have the turn, even in, I, I don't think two episodes would, I think we would still well, be a little pissed about here's, it. You know? here's, and here's my theory too, is that I don't think the identity of Danny on the show necessarily matches the identity of Danny in the book. Thank you. And, Thank and you. I, think that's that's, I, I, uh, yeah. I think that's definitely, I'm not, that's undoubtedly. And I think that that's the other primary problem is Danny is a fan favorite character. And we have this continuation of D and D jacking off the fans. And I really need to come up with a different term. I'm very sorry. Cause I just need to stop saying jacking off because I'm trying to shock people and sell podcasts here. That's what's happening. Sorry. Yeah. I, I disagree <laughs> with you that it's the editing is the problem here. It's just it's bad writing, man. Like it, when it comes down to it, cause it's not it's not well it's not well written. I just don't I don't I don't think the plot structure and oh like here's the thing. I think the spark notes of this is probably it, pretty it, good. And why, and why I bring up the prequels is like to me the prequel story and why I think people defend the prequels is solid. It, but yes. I can never be convinced that this was how to tell that story. You know what exactly. I mean? Wow, we made a prequel argument, Ben. What the <laughs> fuck year is it? <laughs> I did it. Um, you can you just can never convince me that you needed uh, General Grievous and his five lightsabers to tell this story. You know what I mean? It's only four. It's only four. Right. Stop exaggerating. Right. Say it an extra. An extra. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I did not need a coughing lizard robot. You know, but. Yeah, and what what just what kills me is that when D and D are trying to def- like they're defending the writing decisions, um, you know, because if it was just an editing thing, fine, and you know they can talk about 
what they were trying to intend, I guess. But when they're when they're just defending like the bad writing and how the scenes are structured, I'm like, no, this is this is on you guys. Like you guys, you guys fuck this up. No, they literally. It does, it does make it yeah. so much worse. It yeah. does make it so much worse. Yeah, I don't think like having a writer segment after a show is ever a good idea. <laughs> like, in any context, it was fine. It, there's, it's been cool. No, like, I actually really it. like. I really enjoy the yeah. writer segment. I just think that after the terrible episodes, you're like, really? You <laughs> start to realize. It, people have pointed out that they talk like seventh grader book reports, where they're like, "Yeah, Danny." Killed her like she was mad, and you're like, hmm, okay, <laughs> that didn't seem that deep. But like again, and I think the the thing with D and D is that they're very what their strengths are is like, and why they're so much better at adapting than uh, uh, creating <laughs> is that they are are very good at like structure and 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 coming up with like they did a crazy thing which is take these books that are like a shambling mess of mythology and pov characters okay hold it hold time it jumping. hold it i like those books i'm not saying okay. it's bad but they are very uniquely written i'm not disagreeing <laughs> and they are not easy to just straight up translate and i think they did a good job of taking those and turning them into episodic hmm. things and and creating like structure and a lot of the great scenes people remember the beatles scene first we just referenced was written by them they're able to come up with these characters and create something unique out of it and i'm saying they specifically wrote it i don't know if they wrote that scene or not but like their writing yeah. staff did uh yeah. someone on it and and so i think when they had that structure they were able to think of things but i think you're right i think they are like what makes game of thrones good and they like didn't know anymore and they were like well people like when everyone got murdered so we gotta do that you know we gotta, yep yep we, yep Okay, Arya will have sex this season. We got our sex guys, scene down. Brienne never likes Brienne, and it's we're sad she never got laid. So Jamie, you know, everyone likes her and Jamie. There's some science you know, fiction about you that. Know her, you know, you know what's like, really dumb too is because like they didn't have to take it there. The last moment between Brienne and Jamie in the f- episode beforehand was actually really fucking good, where they did the night thing, and it, if it was just a pure thing about being knights, that's oh, oh no, yeah, I oh, dream yes. a dream of good storytelling. <laughs> oh, I know they should have oh, ended it. <laughs> oh, I know you're you're yeah, you're killing me with how much better this uh, this season could have been. All right, but uh, we haven't talked about Clegane Bowl, and and no. we, need to, we need to talk oh. about it. Unfortunately, I saw I saw something on Clegane Bowl because I was way into like the memeness of it four five years ago when it first kind of started, and uh, and and it was just like it was just that Thanos meme of, like. You got Clickane Bowl. What did it take? Everything. That's such a perfect summation. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was enjoyable as like a, a fantasy, but it's just like again force. Like when they're it's, on like a, a goddamn Mortal Kombat stage, like it's like a dragon flying by and things are falling. or like Arya giving up. Like Katie like screamed oh, when God, that happened. Yeah. Katie like Katie like absolutely screamed. Why would I do that? That makes no, that that's the I will Arya just like okay cool I'm out like that that was like and it, and it's such a good relationship between those two characters and again I think it's the same thing where it's like here we have all these subtle cool father daughter relationships coming through and all this other shit and continued on by her and now we're just gonna state things outright because well, writing. <laughs> like the murder of all these characters it was it was was i mean truly they're just all like let's give the middle finger to all of the characters in the show they're not going to act how their like story arc has went they're just going to like 
survive if we think they should. Otherwise, they're going to get buried under rubble, which is also undignified. Right. Well, and, and also Clegane is like Clegane should not care. Like that's the right move for him by the end is that he has moved on from these things and is past this point. But instead, he's going to have a giant battle and he's going to do the thing again. Remember when he poked out the eyes? He's going to poke out the eyes again. Yeah. Like it's just. It, it, it's it just kind of falls down into like uh, I don't know Burlington like, Bar reaction territory. Yeah, yeah there, there it, was it's, the, it's uh, the thing. It's like I don't want to be like <laughs> degrade something else. Like I don't want to say anime because like anime has better fight. Okay, watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was they were trying it's, to it, do again, the it's whole like, uh, like the whole Frankenstein kills his creator thing with. Kyburn too, and it just it was like very throwaway. Um, I know like they, were, they were trying I know. to. Kyburn's like, yeah, one of my favorite like, characters, and it's just like okay. The yeah, death of Kyburn got... was like the one like I mean I kind of <laughs> laughed through Kugainbol because I had stopped caring about it and it was so over the top <laughs> ridiculous. But I legit laughed out loud when Kyburn died. Just like... I, I I liked it. I like. I mean everything else is fucked. Why and not? then, and then oh my god, Cersei just. <laughs> just gonna sneak oh, past. Me. I yep. me. I'm out. <laughs> Ooh, there's death I, my I see a lot of good memes about that. I, oh <laughs> god, it's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the one of, of the office where it's like Rain Wilson and uh, Ed Helms staring each other down, and Jim just walks by. But like, yep. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I got bigger issues. I gotta get out of here. Like the absurdity of that moment almost bothered me more than the fact that Arya <laughs> gives up on revenge. Because Arya giving up on revenge almost is like kind of what almost makes sense to me. But it doesn't make sense for her to go all the way to King's Landing and then turn around. I was about to say, (laughs) it only works because she gets to go there the next episode, but she had to, like, travel with this asshole for, like, months, theoretically, (laughs) and, like, be like, nope, I'm good. And then, like, sneak through a camp, do all this shit, get into King's Landing. Oh, my God. So here's my... I feel like she's just being set up for be a sacrificial lamb. So here's my issue with The same shit as... Battle of the Bastards of like, he saw Rickon get killed. Now he's really mad. And I just feel like Arya's going to get killed. She's going to try to kill Danny and she'll. Yep. And then John will try and to kill John Danny. And then John will be like, ah, no. Yeah. Uh, so here's, good, here's my issue is like that, that she is that she is. She gives up on revenge, but then she literally becomes the personification of death that like rides yeah. out on the white horse. Right. And I'm like, what? You can't. It, it, that happens in like the span of oh, what, 15, 15 minutes or so where they just gets a complete 180. And I understand what they're doing with the symbolism, but it, it just doesn't work um, given what happened in that prior scene. Can we also talk about how the fact that like a flash forward episode is totally a doable thing? Like, the fact that we've gotten to episode six and all of the action has not finished oh, is yeah. insane to me. Yeah, you're scared because like, I'm scared. Like, I'm yeah, scared. I don't. Like, <laughs> just like next next week is going to be a fucking time warp episode. Like I predict, I predict Danny will die in like the first twenty fucking minutes. Like that, I I genuinely think that's going to happen. I feel very solid, by the way, about my Danny Cersei. <laughs> I mean, I got no, I got, I have Danny and I have John next episode, so I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I think I got yeah. Tyrion too. I think uh, we'll get, so, we'll go through it. We'll through it later. Yeah, I have Tyrion. Uh, I oh shit, I had Cersei too, but what? Fuck me. Uh, I had Tyrion uh, and I had Danny. Oh no, I didn't have John. So can you tell us? <laughs> no, you can have you tell Tyrion us who's and, uh, and, who's ahead? I have Arya. I have Arya. I got John. I'm still a... feeling good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah who, who's ahead, I mean, uh, Ben? 
Yeah, let's let's go through it. So uh, we have a three-way tie now. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Complicated. Um, and of course, the person who won the tiebreaker doesn't have a point, which is Trevor. You were right. You guessed Varys would die in episode five. So. Oh, I did! Yes. But so I don't have a point? You, so if Bran dies next episode, you might win. <laughs> but you're the oh, only. yeah, right. I need another one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Bran will you, like try to warg into Drogon and uh, does something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god! All the way from Winterfell. That's, the way. that's gonna that's gonna be the worst descriptor <laughs> and, episode. And, and he's gonna he's gonna Luke Skywalker. He's gonna st- st- fade away too uh, too hard. Um, so it's a three way tie between who? So it's a three way tie between me, Jenna, and Jack because Jenna said Jamie and I said Cersei this episode. And nice. I have so, Theon from three. And you have okay. Theon from three. Which um, you're really happy so, about, right? I so, really uh, It's kind of impressive. Uh, Sean, so everyone has a square next episode, so... No, I don't. Oh, Jenna's done. That's right. Jenna is... Done, you're, you're, Jenna is done, so unless we uh, we end with a three-way tie or a four-way tie um, or a five-way tie. Who oh, God, who knows? Um, Damn. That... Uh, that is the case. Uh, so, next episode, what we got left? Uh, Arya, Jack. Uh, so, I think that's very, very possible. Trevor, you've got Bran. Sorry, I don't think that's super nah. possible. I have Brienne, which I don't think is. I don't think we're going to even see Brienne. So, I'm not <laughs> feeling great about that one. Wait, I. So, I'm going to just interrupt real quick, Ben. I actually disagree. I think we will see them because this has been such a fan servicey season oh, that we think? have to see Winterfell <laughs> oh, one more time. Oh my god, oh, yeah, Brienne! That's a good point. I, yeah. I, I don't think that Brienne will die, yep. but I do think we're you'll see them again. Yeah. That's Otherwise, our totally last fair. image of her will be her crying, heartbroken over Jamie. So. Ooh, right. oh, God. so bad it feels right um and i think the best and i think why we might lose to jack is jack has danny yeah i kind of yeah. yeah i don't yep. see jack not getting a point I, for that one i'm just gonna say Arya or danny will die next episode i i one have john two. and i could see john dying killing I agree danny with that one. i could see like he he gets he gets jacked but i i kind of feel like the bittersweetness of it all will be that john is the king but he has killed his once love and he's you know lost everybody and it's horrible. I'm feeling I'm feeling yeah. really good uh, and I'm Sean has Sansa good. and Jack has Tyrion which I think Tyrion could also go so I feel like Jack is definitely got the most three next steps I mean I like I it just like I just want to I just want to see a universe in which only Arya Danny and Tyrion live that's, <laughs> yeah if you're throwing four fucking show. points at the end I'm gonna be so mad oh no oh no <laughs> It's probably a bad show, so it may happen. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, probably will, then. We're, we're, we're running out of time. <laughs> right. Uh, Jack, do you have a, a drink for us? Uh, yes, I have. This is... Uh, what did I do last week? I did... Uh, oh, I did guys, the... we didn't talk about fucking Cersei and Jamie dying. We should probably talk about that. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Corny, we got to talk it about it. Corny and horrible. That's all yeah, we have. Yeah, to it, 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 it is just... <laughs> Please, and please they, give me a, time to look up my drink. Or the Euron <laughs> Jamie fight. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why right, do they let's think keep we talking. care? Let's keep talking. This has about Euron and Jamie. Euron in general. Like he has killed so many people. He's been so integral <laughs> to like major plot points. I have never given a shit about him. I hate him. He's the worst <laughs> character. I said it when I first showed up. He's an '80s wrestler. He just shows up and you just hear like entrance <laughs> music. And, and when he showed up, like 
he 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 bur- the boat's burned and he jumps off at last minute which is already stupid but then when he just shows up like when he's walking and just perfectly comes out of the water I'm like are you fucking kidding yeah, me I know. fuck that guy it was, it was genuinely was funny it was what was like, his point as a character like in the whole grand scheme of things like there he was, was no just reason a plot device there yeah. was no reason for him to be written and then and then to have him you know to try to to try to put him on par with Jamie there at the end is like this is an important fight that they're having. It, it just, it, yeah, it, it didn't make. Yeah, I sense. guess. Yeah, his death throws supposedly is he was the man who killed Jamie. So like, all he's wanted all this time is to measure up to Jamie. Euron is ultimately like, um, like a dick measuring like joke. Like that's all he is. I guess. But but he, they didn't even write him that way to begin with. I know. Like, I know he's never him. been he's never been portrayed as like insecure, which would arguably make him like almost interesting. But you know, I just, right? <laughs> yeah, and 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 the end is like you said, Jenna. It's just corny. Like you know, I, I do think that the show will probably involve the books will involve some element of yeah of of Jamie killing his sister because it just feels too obvious. Like you know, he's a Kingslayer, he'd be a Queenslayer. And it fits with the prophecy. It just it just makes too much sense. And I think it's just a case of they liked Jamie and Cersei too much, and they wanted to give them a a, a more dramatic ending. It was like uh, uh, how someone pointed out, like how Rogue One, every character's death had to be like so important, <laughs> like it had to be so like no one could just get shot. Like everyone had to like have a big thing, and it kind of feels like that this season, where it's like gone are the days where you know a mom it's just her throat slit after crying it's like you know there's not that kind of which is dramatic in its own right but like the kind of brutal quiet crazy or Oberon Martell is a good example of like you know, yeah or just I mean, getting like, fucking destroyed and it's not fair and like that's just the world you know like he should have his vengeance and he just gets fucking yeah you're on is like the perfect candidate to just like get burned on the boat like that's how we should have gone out. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, just we fucking didn't need, burn him up. We didn't like, need why did we think else? <laughs> we didn't it didn't it. even matter because, like, Jamie gets mortally stabbed, but then he just, like, runs around half of King's Landing. <laughs> he's like, got no, a, not a big deal. He's got to fight for his lady, though, and it's and he uh, screwed uh, Cersei, and that's why that happens. And that's yeah, just, that's right. just, it makes you're it right. so much fucking worse, and that's it just doesn't play. That's, I mean, Which if they were going to do that, happens. they should have at least brought up the kid. Like, if they were going to do that angle, they should have at least brought up, yeah, oh, I put a baby. Yeah, and then we like we never hear about the baby really again, right? There's just yeah. At the end, she has a again like good good on Lena Headey. She's a fucking incredible actress. God, and, yeah. Like she she just sells the shit out of like a really dumb scene. And like, she she gets. I'm also just like upset by the fact that Lena Headey doesn't get to act on anything this season. Has anyone else noticed that? What? She doesn't particularly. Get I was a thinking scene. that. I was like, did she have scheduling conflicts? Because she like never shows up and like I feel like they had her for three days. I think they just don't fucking use her which is because she doesn't have anything else like what are we talking about here? Yeah it's shocking. My big thing about Cersei is like she I mean she's brilliant and she's a brilliant character she always has a strategy you know and and this it's like nope no way out we're gonna win so I have no other plan to save myself from death which is you know my biggest fear. It's like horrible horrible writing. And then that's why the Jamie thing Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. Well, that's why the Jamie killing her thing made the most sense is that she would use Jamie to do something horrible and Jamie would snap and finally have had enough. And, you know, the, the, the one person she felt she could always rely on would betray her and that would be her end. And, like, that's the thing with Game of Thrones deaths is that they always felt earned. It always felt like it made sense. Even if, like, they frustrate you and piss you off. It's like, yeah, 
Rob Stark was an idiot and he made a terrible tactical decision and he suffered dearly for it. And it's like, that sucks, but that's like the that's world, goes, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and I think, you know, Game of Thrones often would, would have a death that kind of mattered and made sense. And it's like, yeah, that's part of it. It just doesn't matter. It's just like, well, it's episode five and it makes sense for Cersei to go now. So we don't need her anymore. And it's like, yeah, it just, it didn't pay up to anything. I think one of the reasons she's written into a corner too is the baby. Because she can't like have a pyrrhic victory if she's got to protect her child, you know what I mean? Like I think I I don't know. That's that was just one of my thoughts about why she was written into a corner. But I don't know. Also, don't don't quote the Matrix when your your last line where she says not like not this. like I just this, think of, not like this. <laughs> <laughs> also, Tyrion says swear that. to me. Yeah, oh, yeah, she goes, she goes like she, yeah. She says it twice too, like in the show, in the movie. <laughs> not like, like this. Like this. Not like oh, this. Oh, and also Tyrion says swear to me and I just swear to me. Now I know what that's from. That's what I scream all the time when I'm playing my brother at Smash Pro. Like, not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Yeah. All right, well, I'm glad, I'm glad we could talk about that terrible scene. Okay. <laughs> Sean's like, I don't oh. know. <laughs> Look, it was a big scene whether it was bad. <laughs> so... Last week, as you know, we had Rhaegar's Pyre, which was more of a smoky, uh, whiskey-sloshed glass with kind of a, a basic old-fashioned inside of it. And this week we got—I mean, it was more of a—it was more of a Manhattan-based uh, whiskey slosh. Uh, so this week, uh, I've changed at the last minute. I dubbed this cocktail the Fan Job. Uh, mm. It is gonna be. It is going to be a little bit sweet, but it's gonna have a bitter aftertaste. Um, <laughs> so, it is two ounces of rye whiskey. Get yourself good rye whiskey for this cocktail. Uh, it's got a little bit of everything in it too. So it's gonna have a quarter ounce of maraschino liqueur, a quarter ounce of simple syrup, two dashes of bitters, and a big dash of absinthe. And you're gonna garnish. You're gonna put that in a glass, and you're gonna put it over I- cracked ice. Make sure to crack your ice this time too, and. Uh, Give it a stir, strain it into a coupe glass, and then garnish with a lemon pep with a lemon peel right over the top of that bad boy. Make sure to get to extract all those uh, uh, oils on top of the drink. Throw it in there and uh, and maybe make like a pitcher of those or don't make a pitcher make them individually i really should have just come up with a big pitcher because like yeah yeah just make some like shit punch that you can drink next week because <laughs> that's what you're gonna i'm need. gonna probably have two or three of these with jen and, and sean next week as we come in at the most probably jam-packed episode that can't possibly i mean i i just say this the next episode cannot possibly be good so there you go well that's uh, so that's how i want to end it um so <laughs> it can't you know, possibly be good <laughs> there's no hope as a uh, to, to, I, I just, to, I'm just going to gonna go through everybody and, uh, you know, can can the show redeem itself from here just briefly, yes or no, and why, Ben? Uh, to, to, to quote Free Folk, a good meme on that, which is like <laughs> me at the end of, uh, don't you like Game of Thrones? And it's like, I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Bran. Um, yeah, I I don't think it can. I, I I really don't think it's possible just because it's one episode. Like it just as I've seen in every episode, they're suffering from pace issues or suffering from uh, structural problems. I think again, you're gonna get to the end, and I think there'll be people who'll defend it and be like, because the broad strokes are good again, like the prequels. But I think there's no way you're probably gonna be able to convince me that the last episode is how the show should have ended. You know what I mean? In the like presentation of it, you know, I just don't see that happening. Yep, and, and Jack, you said you agree. Uh, 
I I actually disagree. So here's here's my thought process. I'm aware that this show is not going to, this last episode's not going to be good. I am weirdly more than ever excited to read George R. R. Martin's books. And and I, it's one of those things too, where like, I really think that the broad strokes of what's been laid out here is actually probably pretty good. And I know that Jenna, and I think that's the difference is like the fan favorite characters, like Danny are getting a tough bum rap. And I get that. And I get, that's like why people are going to fucking hate this show for that reason. But at the same time, like, you know, this was laid out in the show and I think by extension more so in the books. And I think I'm actually excited. I'm actually, I'm actually really fucking excited to read these things. So I, I, it's weird. I don't know how to explain my thoughts on it. I, I actually just don't dislike this episode because it lays out where I think Game of Thrones is going. And I don't dislike that place. I just think that uh, they could have used another season, let alone two more shows. So I don't, I don't know why. I, I think it's the other thing too, is like HBO was fucked after this. So the fact that D and D are just like going the fuck away is just like so indicative of writers that are just tired. And I think that's the other thing is you get scenes like this, where it's just like, I think the show is tired. I think the, the, the producers are just tired and done with it and want to be off because we get amazingly written scenes that seem, you know, in previous seasons seems shelled over. And I think that the quality's just dropped. Like the money is pouring in and they, they just can't produce the same quality because all they ever really wanted was to see Tyrion sass Jamie a little bit more and have a really good, well-written scene. And that's not what we got. So, and I don't, I don't have much hope for next time. Uh, I, I'm probably going to enjoy watching Arya kill Danny though a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to actually, enjoy that pretty good <laughs> jenna can the show re- redeem itself from here no so i have a lot of things to say and i'll try and be as quick as possible one i think the score will probably be beautiful in the next episode i think that's something yeah. that has been really good yeah um i i don't have any hope like i've kind of come to the conclusion that they should have ended with season seven and just let it just all hanging um because i i haven't bet like of course it's wonderful to see our characters like joke around in episode two and stuff but nothing has really wowed me in this season um to, to jack's points i have to i have to kind of address it it's not that danny is so much a fan favorite just that they can't have any good female characters on this show okay okay oh, sorry go ahead go ahead my bad no, it's it's crazy. Like we have John, who's this you know honorable man who just wants to do the best, and he doesn't want the throne because he doesn't want power. But you have Danny, who's freeing slaves, and of course she loses her temper, but that's not a horrible thing. Like people are multifaceted, but you know Sansa is snippy and evil and plotting, and Arya is just out for revenge. Cersei only does good things for her kids, and everything else is horrid. Um, I mean, who else am I forgetting? Like, I would say Catelyn Stark is just like this, like, very stereotypical stay-at-home mom character. Like, none of them are good. None of them are doing stuff for other people besides their family and can be good. Like, that's what what bothers me the most about Danny's character arc is that they took this person who was supposed to be a female savior and just turned her into the Mad Queen. Okay. And, you know, everyone says it's because you flip a coin when the Targaryen's born, but that's the series. Like, he was horrible. Okay. And so, of course, it has to be Jon Snow, who's the good Targaryen. I'm not going... Uh, so, I get that this is personal. I just, like, for me, like, here, it's like... Cersei is a really fucking good character, Dan, like, John, Jenna, and you can't... You can't disagree with that. And I think that's the thing. No, is like, I, it's not about... Using, we're using both different 
ways. I'm saying oh, like you're, you're saying that somebody has to be like overly positive, the good guy. And yeah, I think the issue with that is that Jon Snow is too much the is is too much of a goody two shoes is the issue. And I think I think the point is this is a, this is a show where everyone should be getting their laurels dirty, and that's that's the GRM point. But I guess like my point is like Arya is a good character. And it's fundamentally like, you know, if, you know, she's going to continue to be good. And I think the fact that she wants to kill Danny is justified. I think that a lot of the problems right now just stems from what we've agreed upon, which is Danny's heel turn is too fast. And I just think that like Danny is an evil version of Cersei. I mean, Danny is and Cersei are similar characters in that the fact that like Cersei's going to force Danny to become her a little bit is is a characterization and a story I want to read. And I think that both of them would be good characters. It's not about being good i think for me it's about like having character stories that are worth reading and cersei forcing danny to fall from grace a little bit in the context of a story sounds like a really good story that i want to read i'm not disagreeing with bit. you that this is bad she decimated the whole city That's not i'm not bit. i'm not saying well i'm not justifying the show i'm justifying what could have been is here is what i'm saying and that's what i'm saying i'm saying like the books is what i want to talk about and the books I, is what i think could we, work we don't know what the books would be about so we can't we can only go off the show well what i'm saying is that i think that people could write a good story out of this i don't think this is a bad turn i don't think that's the problem the problem is it happens in one episode yeah. Okay. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, okay. No, we just got we just got to move it. Uh, so Trevor, uh, just quickly, can it can it come back? This is here? not over, Jenna. We'll, <laughs> we'll we'll come back next week. You can yell at me in person. That'll be fun. <laughs> now that you're yelling. Yeah. Um. I mean, um, I think the the problem with th- thinking that any, like a final episode could possibly salvage it is like we're we still have the same characters. It, it'd be different if this was a bad episode and like. You know, there was a character turn and someone died, but Danny's going to be the big bad for the next episode. It's all going to revolve around her, and that's all hinging upon the work that was done in the last episode. So, I, I, um, no, I don't, I don't think the next episode's going to reverse that and be powerful enough to like make that turn make sense. Um, yeah. So, like, there's yeah, no hope for redeeming. I think, you know, like Ben was saying, like, um, but the the bitter ending of John having the throne, but like being miserable is, uh, is I'm kind of all for that at this point. Maybe that that would be some sense in some sense satisfying. I I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. As I said, I it's just it's it's a disappointing final season. Um, and I I agree with Jenna's point to to a certain extent where you have all these really interesting, powerful female characters, and it's kind of sad to just see them poorly written this this season i think you know danny brienne uh, sansa aria to some extent all of them were well written and well positioned to do interesting things this season and uh the, the, the potential it, it fell way short of of, of 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 what what could have been and i feel that's just the general arc of of this season where it's just so rushed, and I, I agree with you, Jack, that it, it sounds like the, the writers have, have kind of gotten tired with it, and they just want to get it over with, and you know, maybe that's why they're rushing it, when it's just a disservice to the fans, when everyone you know really cares about this stuff, and we've been invested in it for such a long time, and um, it's just not, not, the way, not the way I'd like to see it end. To, to end on a note of hope, um, I think it will be interesting to see how GRM like kind of intended this to end, um, right? Because at least we know that he revealed the ending to the showrunner, so they at least know know how it's supposed to end. And I do think that 
the larger narrative and broad strokes make sense. Uh, and it's just, it's poorly, really, really poorly executed. Uh, so I, I agree with you, Jack, that it would, you know, to, to see this in book form and, and to actually see how this could play out when you're building this up in a way that that's more logically sound, I think that will be satisfying and I probably something that I will need to do after um, after finishing the show. So hopefully that's a that's a note of optimism. Get me closure. I think what's compelling though is that so George R. Martin did share how he envisions an ending, but that doesn't mean that's how the books will end. But I agree with Jack. I'm super excited to read them. But I I like also will have hope more hopefully I have yeah, I, I think I think this is one of those things too, where no matter what, me and Jenna are going to disagree about Danny, even in the context of the books. And I I can understand that that's different. I think we both agree here that this is not this is not a good look. Yeah. No, hire more interesting and diverse screenwriter like writers, and it would be a lot different. I think. I I think that this is okay. <laughs> All right, to be continued. Uh, well. From everyone at A Feast for Bros, it's been a pleasure. We will see you next week to discuss the finale of, uh, of A Game of Thrones. <laughs> I feel like we're beating the life out of Sean. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Sean. Sean's like a funeral director. <laughs> and the body in the corpse of Game of Thrones is this way. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs>